0: welcome everyone to 2023 we made it frank what is this
1: a okay it's an odd year is it a prime year that feels kind of prime-ish i wonder if there's a quick prime checker oh anyway i'm sure other people know the answer to that and they're screaming into their audio podcast player right now hi everyone it's 2023 and i've already lost my mind
0: yes um if you our patreon subscriber with few which few you are you see i've lost my mind uh talking about avatar and 3d movies so that was our latest bonus and uh frank uh, entertained the conversation for 26 minutes i appreciate that frank
1: i had some winning feedback i have it tune in for my insightful comments about the avatar 2 and what i call computer graphics and saturday morning cartoons (laughs) spoilers
0: Exactly.
1: Um I can't
0: believe we made it. We made it through 2022. There was lots of ups and downs in the world in I don't know, there's a lot of positives in in the world of uh you know .NET development. We had 52 episodes of the podcast. There must have been something going on in the last year that was a ex- excitement. No.
1: I am going to listen to all of them. That is my new year's resolution as we all know. We all accomplish our new year's resolutions. So I'm going to listen to all 2022 and 2022 episodes of the pod. On a row, it's going to be amazing. Could you? Could you imagine? I d- I don't think I can start with our year end and review because we were reviewing 2021, and that was kind of a depressing year. So I'm yeah. not sure. I maybe I'll maybe I'll start in like February.
0: Yeah, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna skip our our traditional 2020 end of year highlight. But let, let's do a little, a quick one. Let's do a, qu- okay. a quick one. Okay, for tradition's sake. Yeah, for tradition's sake. Yeah traditions um hi (laughs) any favorite tech gadgets that came out this year for you frank
1: well, I mean, the, there is the tech gadget that I lost, the Snapchat drone. Mm. I absolutely adored for the two weeks that I owned it or whatever. Uh, it's not true. I didn't use it that much. Um, but I thought it was a very clever innovation in the technology world. We did an entire podcast about it. I, I, I can't imagine people <laughs> sitting through that one. But um, it, it was a wonderful little drone until it decided to go swimming. Yes. and still to be
0: found one day by somebody maybe maybe
1: how How about you are you using your uh, little snap drone
0: no it's just sitting here all sad Aww. yeah i i do want to i should i still have it it's still just hanging out and like my other drone i use my other drone a little bit more recently which is you know a great purchase several years back well heather got it for me for christmas several years back it was absolutely delightful whenever i get to use it where the snapchat drone i think would be one of my favorites i just haven't like used it and that's sad because you used it and then you lost it and
1: then Mm -hmm. not that i was
0: scared that i would lose it but then i'm always like "Eh, i
1: don't know know." well just read the manual and don't operate it over water yeah (laughs) do better than i did pro tip
0: uh my tech pick of the year Well, I do think there's a lot of nice new Apple products. They were fine. iPhones are fine. Macs are fine. One of my favorite products was the uh, Windows Dev Kit, the Project Volterra Arm 64 Windows Developer Box. That's my pick of the year. That's
1: cool because I don't have one. So you're giving me a little FOMO wrong use of the word there but you're giving me a little bit because i do love my little arm devices I, i know i can't brag about the apple m1 because it's old now but it's still a wonderful little arm device and i love it and i've been using it a lot lately and it's been great um and this little microsoft box that also looked i really wanted one a little arm box who doesn't want a little arm box yeah it's delightful
0: i got to test one out and then i got one and it's really cool i just set up the latest version that they had sent over to me and uh, sets up super quick everything works really good like I, i'm really enjoying it uh there's a lot of stuff some for development that still needs to kind of get added in as a as a maui and, and mobile developer but mm. a lot of my other stuff i can do and i use it every single day as my main
1: driver at work so that's kind of oh, cool man. the maui story's not there dang okay uh so I, sorry, I know that you you get confused between what you can talk about and can't talk about, but I do remember. Didn't they like pre-announce like some with like stupid numbers of cores on them, where they're going to just put ridiculous numbers of ARM um, single uh, core things in the Windows Dev Kit? Yeah, it might not be the Dev Kit, but I think it was a part of the Voltera overall project. I, it might be a different name or something like that, but oh. I believe. Uh, i don't have any insider knowledge i'm pretty sure it was all public they're, they at least pre-announced they're going to do some with stupid numbers of cores and I, I would like to buy a computer with a stupid number of cores in it
0: it could be we talked about this one this is the one that we talked about that has the snapdragon snapdragon 8 cx gen 3 um, inside of it has a half a gig or half a terabyte of storage 32 gigs of ram um has that uh, neural processing unit inside of it well, yeah, which is cool. So lots of neat stuff there. It's just a nice little, nice little package all on one. You know, the Dunham Maui story is coming. It's just the team you know, prioritization wise, you know, there's stuff to be
1: happening there. but There just aren't that many ARM64 <laughs> Windows users right now. I get it, but it's still cool. Because I know it, it all works very well on the Apple world. So I'm actually really impressed with how well it worked. Uh, like I said, I've been using that laptop lately and it's been working really well.
0: Absolutely. And Visual Studio for Mac came out, tons of... Uh... I should,
1: okay, so that, that's my new 2022 pick is the M1 version of uh, Visual Studio for Mac because that thing really does run a lot better than when it was running under Rosetta or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it works. What else do you want? It's an IDE. Works. <laughs> it works. It works.
0: <laughs> It's there. Uh get a Copilot, my other pick, a tech pick if you're going to have a tech oh, software geez. pick, is, is a Copilot. That
1: a, is that 2022? Has has time gone by that fast? Like oh. it feels like Copilot's been a part of my life forever now.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I think it came out in 2021, but it was more in like preview type of Technical. like gotcha. and Yeah. And then the Visual Studio on Windows version, which is integrated into came out in May around build timeframes. That's what I use personally. I do have it in VS code as well, but I'm mostly in VS proper on, on windows proper visual studio, big edition, main (laughs) edition, whatever (laughs) full, full edition, whatever it is. Um, enterprise Enterprise pro it's a community edition, actually. So Mm. that's in there. That's my, those are my, those my software pick of the pick of the, pick of the year.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, stick with visual studio for mac being good on i I, are they running on net 6 or net 7 now it's hard to tell because i always run the preview now i i hate it james i hate it but i'm back in the preview world nice um but the ide's been actually best i found in preview world so i've been rocking it there and i can't tell because it's always downloading 800 different versions of net these days but (laughs) it it seems like it's running on six or seven it's pretty cool
0: i'm yeah i'm not positive at least it yeah. was six <laughs> maybe it's now seven that's a great question yeah i'm not positive um <laughs> <I>
1: know, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: it's a good question um all right that's it that's our that's our 2022 year in review how, how do you feel about that does it feel good
1: oh no i feel like we did a bad job oh i okay um w- static websites there okay now oh. no now, now I'm happy.
0: There you go. Okay, perfect. Nailed it. Container apps, Azure, things, cloud, <laughs> Cloudflare, Bob, oh, identity
1: um, services.
0: Yes, i I gave an update last week on my holiday hacking, Frank, and mm-hmm. I remember I remember I completed my holiday hacking before my holidays started. Do you
1: remember that? Uh, did you did it get like uploaded to the app store and everything? It I was. Knew, you, you got your drawings. We did a whole episode on drawings. So it was fun. I got I got all the app
0: updates into the app store before wow. Christmas. Boom. Well, OK, uh,
1: that, that's kind of a mic drop because I completely failed at that. Uh, <laughs> extenuating circumstances I'm going to blame, but I failed at it. So congratulations, James. I, I accomplished a holiday act, too, though.
0: Well, I want to know about it. Let's give uh, the, the holiday hack. up. We're going to breaking this episode into 10 minute chunks, by the way. In case Is that what we're watch. doing? I, I think I got so. 10 minutes. Yeah, I, uh, I think I can
1: do it. Okay. Yeah. I can bore people for 10 minutes. That's doable. Uh, so I am ha- now in possession of a house in the middle of a winter. Now, it's not one of those bad New York winters or, you know, terrible Maine winter or something like that, but it's still cold and dark and wet. And I want to keep the place warm. And yet, James, I'm also cheap. Because I'm paying for expensive island electricity in a very poorly insulated house, and I I knew from the beginning that I wanted to get some smart thermostats mm-hmm. for it. So let me just ask you right now: Have you? I've forgotten. I'm sorry. Have Have you gone down the ther- smart thermostat rabbit hole? Yeah, I did. Um, Washington
0: and Oregon, in and California, and a few other states, they have these incentive programs where if you have a. Um, or even if you don't have it, but you can get a smart thermostat, a coupon basically. And you get, you know, either a hundred dollars off or $200 off, or sometimes a free smart thermostat, the echo bees or the Ness. And when we got the place that we're in currently, it had the ability, it did have the C wire uh, in it. We have a gas heater, which is fantastic HVAC. And, uh, uh, it wasn't in- I had to have someone come out and install it. So the money I saved on with the coupon, I had to spend on electrician <laughs> coming out. It's so like install it. Probably so I didn't mess up our 20-year-old HVAC. But regardless, yeah. I do have one. It works great. I use it in vacation mode when we're away. And to your point of this being really nice and saving money is, you know, we turn it down to 50-ish degrees when we leave uh, on holiday for a week or so at a time wherever we're at. And we tell it when we're coming home. So we're driving back uh we were on a 5 hour drive and and we said hey we're going to be home in 5 hours and sure enough we got home and boom the house was absolutely delightful we only remember to do that about one every out of every 10 yeah. trips or so <laughs> because i do set it to turn we back talk on, about we, that. we we always get home early that's the problem i have solutions or at least i have hopeful solutions Definitely. for that problem so so they're fantastical now in the new place uh and the other other place that we are often at it does it and has like sort of and I think this is the situation you're in where there ours are in tiny in-wall heaters with just like a dial in every single room that you turn it on and off to a certain temperature, which you cannot smartify that by things on the market, Frank. <laughs> uh
1: no. Well, you you can. I, th- there's market there's there's market things for everything. Um, but yeah, I, I got a older house that does not have the C-wire either. And it's an unfortunate mixture of As you said, the the dial-based ones where each heater has its own dial that you have to bend over for. I don't want to bend over and reach the dial. That that seems a little clunky. I think the hack there is uh, you could just eliminate the dial by cranking it all the way up and then putting a thermostat on that wire if you want to do some Mm. electricity stuff. There are little tricks to making those work too. But I wanted to, and I might tackle that problem, but I haven't, What I wanted to tackle was uh, the basic thermostat, the old-fashioned thermostat, where there's a piece of spun metal, it heats up, (laughs) gets to a certain point, triggers a switch or releases a switch. Very simple. Uh, I did not have the C-wire either. I was very disappointed. I did find that pretty much you can buy like a $22, $25 adapter that if you plug into a wall outlet and chase a wire up to your Mm. thermostat, you can make that work too. But did I decide to do that, James? Did I? No. Did I? No, of course no. not. Why would you do no. that? No, no. <laughs> so I had this terrible idea of, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm going to make uh, my own th- smart thermostat. Because in principle, it's, it's such a simple device. You, you have a thermometer. You have a set temperature. If it gets cold, turn the heater on if it gets a little too warm, turn the heater back off, you know, this is not rocket science. It is control theory. It is fun. It's why I was enticed by it, but it's not rocket science. Would you have the guts to build your own thermostat?
0: Well, you know, the, the, the the fascinating part about the thermostat is just what you said is, uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think so. Stupidity. No, no, the, the, what a thermostat does because you know you can buy these little rotating knobs and they basically have a little i don't know i, I read about how they work basically but th- there's a the way that attention you know detects the temperature and all it's doing is making the connection to turn it on or not making the connection to turn it off that's all it's doing yeah. right there's and it has a little bit of a variable in there so if it goes down a little bit it's not just like flickering on and off if it goes below you know s- you know 70 degrees on the dot basically um yeah and that's what we have, but to your point is like, well, those have a, not a, a real thermostat and then not a real like thermostat in them, but ideally you would put one of those in there with the digital reader and then you'd make it smart. So you could talk to it and turn it on and off in certain hours and, and run the code. So I feel like it's the perfect, like the perfect application for the scenario that you're in. And I would, I think I would totally do it because Looking at the wiring, I mean, ours only have two wires, so it's just hot and not hot and that's it. Yeah. So it's really, really straightforward. There's not, getting can't really mess. It's a light switch. It's literally a light switch, but with something telling it to turn, to turn that flip switch on or off based on, like you're saying the, that. So to me, I I would like to, you know, there's programmable ones, right? If you put a nine volt battery in there and whatnot, that you could program it. But I think the connectivity on it and actually seeing what the temperature is and if it went up and down, like what we're doing right now is we have something from a company called Switchbot, which is pretty nice. They have a bunch of things with switches, but they also have thermos not thermostat, but a thermometer, a smart thermometer mm-hmm. and hum hum whatever detects the humidifier. It's a different yeah. fun, fun word for that. Hemographier? Hemography? Whatever. Something like that. Yeah. And, um, that's connected to a little hub so I can see the, the charts up and down, but it's like, yeah, wouldn't it just be nice if like my thermostat, like just told me that. So that would be ideal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we can, um, step one is make a thermostat cause you still want the house to function, hmm. but step two was definitely smart. Right. And like, what does smart mean? I kind of came up with my own definition. Um, I don't think smart means remote control okay Mm. sorry it does though it but it includes more so in the big (laughs) venn diagram of what smart is let's throw in there yeah you should be able to talk to it over the internet and so i got myself into the (laughs) fun position of okay i know how to build a simple internet device i've built a million of them now and i know how to add a relay to it because what you said is exactly right i I will correct you on a literally part uh it's not literally like a light switch because at least in the u.s light switches switching the full ac main power Mm. whereas this is actually switching a 24 volt dc power oddly enough i don't know it's just how thermostat design in houses was done uh anyway so you're switching that you still want to use a relay i've noticed uh it's funny if you go shopping on amazon for these things uh some have relays and some have what they call solid state relay solid state relays just a big transistor the benefit of a relay is it's a big clunky switch and it makes a satisfying click sound when it turns on the heater and things like that i always go on the side of relays just because i like big physical connections and don't want to trust a transistor to stay alive forever i'll trust a relay um but yeah okay so smart It's funny, I started working on this on Twitch and the first thing someone mentioned is what you said, uh, vacation mode. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I do need a vacation mode, don't I? That seems important. I'm impressed that you went down to 50 degrees. I was debating what a vacation mode default temperature should be. Are You're in the 50 degree camp?
0: 50 degrees is what it needs to be in the house. Now, we have uh, our... H this is for the HVAC here. And the HVAC runs under the house. So it's kind of naturally going to heat under the house. And we have it all blocked off. And then ideally heat rises from there. But 50 degrees. And we we open, we do a very Midwestern thing, which is what I did growing up, which was I we open all the doors in in the in the bathrooms and uh in the whole house, but also in the bathrooms under the sinks we open all those so then more air can come in they're not blocked off because those are against you know walls most of the time there um but yeah that's, that's mostly all we do to be yeah. honest with you so yeah
1: yeah um so i decided i'm just gonna do a little usb powered device because those little c adapters seemed a little bit odd the the it's just a little adapter that plugs on your wall and gives you 24 volts it's, seemed like i i don't need to do that i can just use usb and then when i'm feeling like being a good homeowner i can maybe integrate themselves so what i found was this house had like four or five different thermostats so if i wanted to go smart i Mm. would have to spend a couple hundred a piece or i can make my own for roughly like 50 bucks they're a little janky looking you know a 3d printed housing and all that but i think it adds a little bit of charm too they're a little bit quirky i put these like cool 80s display panel on it so you can see the current temperature and if the heater's on the set temperature goes up so i think i made an okay thermostat that has um an away mode but it's still not smart right so what, what would you label still? What's, what's the next smart step? The next
0: smart thing that I believe the Echo B has taken two years to integrate. <laughs> there's two things. One thing that it does well, this is pretty smart, is it? Uh, there's, there's also little sensors around the house in different rooms. Well, just in one room. But in, when you pass by the thermostat or when you're in another room that has a sensor, it will detect that you're home. So it just leaves it on normal oh. mode. But if it detects no motion, usually around certain hours, like in the afternoon, like non-work hours, it will put it into an energy saving mode
1: automatically. Oh, I like that. I like that. I, I was debating what to do about the occupancy problem, I'll call it, um, it detecting. It's it's a little primitive. Uh, it probably just casts a giant radar <laughs> light. Yeah uh i kind of love it though darn it i'm a little upset at myself for not thinking of that so for occupancy i was going a little more nerdy i was looking for my phone on the network Mm, so iphones are chatty and i figure if my iphone's being chatty i have some kind of occupancy information but that's like whole house occupancy Uh, I like this idea of the thermostat knowing kind of vaguely room occupancy with just a motion sensor. It's a clever idea. Yeah. I will feel that.
0: Why heat heat the guest room if there's no guest in it?
1: Okay. But to that point, so I have a different version of smart. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted it to do was mostly just learn my habits. Yeah. So in the morning, crank up the heat because I don't like to get out of bed. You got to entice me out of bed and you got to crank up the heat to do that. After that, I don't really want the heat on, you, you know, turn it back down, maybe around 8 or 9 p.m., crank it back up again, <laughs> you yeah. know, things like that. And so that was what I wanted to achieve. And... Um, to make sure all this was coordinated right, I decided I needed to run an off-premises server. So what, the other reason I didn't like buying the thermostats was like, you got to sign up for everyone's accounts and yep. then you got to do the stuff and the stuff and the stuff. But I did decide that a central server is the smart way to do this because you want to collect all the data from all the sensors and do all that kind of stuff. So I wrote a cool uh, Blazor Azure app with mm. API support to be my little... My little house thinger. <laughs> I like that. That's
0: cool. What all? What all does the central hub do? You're sending it data. Is it controlling the on/off? Is like if you press a button, is it sending it first to the the website and then it's sending it to the thing, or is it just more informational reading?
1: It is critical to the operation of the house, James. Oh. You know, you, you got to go full bore with this kind of stuff. I sent you a link so you can see how ugly it is. I didn't change Beautiful. any of the default styling. Yeah, Counter. That works. <laughs> Count, got to keep the counter in there. Make sure the blazer is working. Uh, sorry, I got distracted by <laughs> saying all that stuff. So the, what I decided was that the thermostats would actually be dumb devices and they would constantly be querying the server for Mm. what they should be doing Mm -hmm. and it's up to the server then to make all the executive decisions so the system i've come up with are each device at whatever pace it wants to is uploading its current temperature reading its current set point what it's it's targeting And then in response to that, the server says, here's what your new set point should be. Set point, sorry, if you're not familiar, it's just an old term for uh, where you're trying to control to. (laughs) Target, your target Target temperature. temperature. Yeah, set point, target temperature. And so it's up to the server to make the decision. And so away mode is easy, especially whole house away mode. So it just drops all of them down to... 50 degrees or whatever, Mm -hmm. but, or so I use the number, uh, 60 degrees. I'm feeling kind of stupid now I've been paying for electricity. I haven't been needing to pay for.
0: So the best part that I love about your, your app so far is that it gives you all the events and I appreciate this because on the echo B I don't get to see any of the events, right? I don't understand what it's trying to do or what it's trying to attempt or go into certain mode. Because one thing, obviously the away mode is super great. Uh, we also have it set. Uh, the nice thing that you can do is you can say during these hours, we're sleeping, so set it to this temperature and these hours we are awake. So set it to this temperature. And then one thing that it has been doing is it's been figuring out when we wake up based on these events and pre warming the house for when we're awake, usually at six 30 in the morning. Cause that's when I get ready to do stuff with my dog in the morning, uh, there's that But Mm -hmm. the one thing that I'm noticing about your, uh, thermostat is that you haven't integrated and I could be wrong. This is one thing that the echo B does, which I appreciate is a little wiggle room. And what I mean by that is I'm noting, noticing that your thermostat is turning on and off a lot. And that is because Frank, it looks like you have it I don't know what the margin of difference is, right? When I say 60 degrees, I want it to turn on when it's 58 degrees. And I want it to turn off when it's like 61 or 62 degrees, right? Because yeah. you kind of want it to go up, especially when well, we have a gas heater. So we really don't want to be turning it on and off a lot, right? So you want it to have that flex space in there. So I see yours uh, basically was, oh, it's 59.54 degrees turn on right? Oh, it's 60.08 degrees. Turn off. You know what I mean? That's sort of what I'm, I'm reading here. And I could be wrong on this, but did, did you, are you controlling that flex in there at all? Or are you just saying, oh, it's below it. Turn it on.
1: Oh, James, of course you're reading it wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but you're, you're absolutely right. That is absolutely the correct way to control a system like this. In control theory, we adoringly call these systems bang bang controllers (laughs) you're like on off on (laughs) off and yeah if if you try to control to an exact temperature like uh in this example i was trying to control to 60 degrees you would yeah constantly be turning on off on off if you look in the log the heater on is zero for all these events Um, you're seeing a very compressed amount of time it's looking like it's going on and off uh i do have roughly i'm still working on that wiggle room as you call it in control theory, we call that hysteresis. (laughs) So Um. your trigger, your on trigger point is different from your off trigger point. That's when you have a hysteresis and you can make it, you know, you can make it overshoot by two or three degrees, undershoot by three or four degrees, the wiggle room, as you said. Right now I'm doing under and overshoot of 1.5, okay. which I will agree is a little too tight. So I'll probably expand it to maybe two and a half degrees Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. everyone, Fahrenheit. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you're absolutely right. Everything you said is right. But in my defense, it's not as bad as you think. It's triggering okay. right now, maybe every hour got
0: it i was a little confused because i did see all the zeros and i just thought oh well it doesn't have a temperature but i understand now that you're saying yeah it's a zero, zero or a false one.
1: i gotta clean up my ui yeah. my ui is not great <laughs> no, it's great it makes sense i'd see you've set
0: it to 50 degrees i think i just googled um what temperature to set thermostat when out of town and winter. Yeah. and i yeah someone's and then it like literally it's around 50 degrees
1: Okay, that's great cuz mm-hmm. I was honestly guessing I had no idea what temperature to put it at. <laughs> yeah, 60 seems
0: about right, but like our default at night is 60 and during the day it's uh 65. So we're pretty yeah. we're pretty chill. So.
1: Okay, so we got to talk about the last fun part where mm-hmm. uh you were talking about you wanted to learn your habits, I wanted to learn my habits. Yeah. So the only thing I'm really giving it is corrections. So mm. um what I decided immediately was it was going to be a machine learning thing. And that's when I decided to keep that device log that you saw there. It has entries for all the events. And I was hoping, you know, somehow, magically, (laughs) I would learn from all these events and uh, do some magic. And I really had no idea what I was going to (laughs) do. So I was was like, I'll probably wait for Twitch or something to do it on. But I decided I'm just going to try out ML.net. Yeah, I know we've talked about it a million times, but I, I just don't use it much because it doesn't do neural networks the way all the cool kids do them and things like that. But what it does do is you download some NuGet packages and you get some machine learning in your apps. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I like that. Machine learning <laughs> yeah. on demand. Click. Yeah. Uh, so what I did was um, I straightened out my event log into kind of a linear state log. So for every five minutes of the day, I stated, you know, is the heater on, blah, blah, blah. What is? Uh, what did the user, what did Frank <laughs> set the temperature to? What has it been trying to get to? And gave it that log and asked it to predict what temperature I would set it to at that time. And I distinguished between those kinds of data points. And James, the very first time I ran it through the ml.net, dot net, it said zero degrees. And I'm like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> but the good news is ml.net has like 100 algorithms in it so i went through like 10 more (laughs) 10 more algorithms and one of them just started working kind of beautifully like even from very primitive training data that i gave it it's like oh yeah a little warmer in the morning a little cooler during the day a little warmer at night and in like one hour i had this stupid thing um deciding its own set point wow i don't know how it's setting its set point i created an array of data gave it to ml.net and now it's controlling my house and i'm insane but it, it, it's going and i love it that is pretty neat
0: uh in general i mean that that that's sort of definitely the next thing is like we set it but it would be nice for it to learn a little bit and maybe that could be does that too which is you know heather likes to turn up the nova ride there's a there's an override. So one thing that I like about ours is that you have a set point, which is what do you want it to be during the day? And I say 65 and Heather turns it up to 67 or 68. And she's like, I'm cold. She's always cold all the time. And I get it. It's, it's winter time. So yeah. I'm like, go for it, you know, and turn it up. And, but it would be cool to, to for it to learn to say, oh, I'm actually gonna, you know, it seems like about, you know, at 10 o'clock every morning, you seem to be turning this up to 68, 69 degrees, 70 degrees. I'm gonna just do that for you. Um, that's that's neat that you found one that works.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it was super exciting because I I really didn't know, like I said, I was just kind of trying it out, and it was giving very reasonable numbers back and So I had the guts to actually install it. It Got stupidity again, stupidity, everyone to actually install it. And it was kind of terrifying because like you plug it in, it contacts the internet. The internet tells it what temperature to go to and it starts doing that. And it was kind of awesome.
0: So Uh, that is enabled. Is that a mode
1: that you enable basically like when you're at home? Uh, so yeah, that is the occupied mode. That's when I'm at home. Mm. It will always be getting the internet's recommendation for what temperature Got it should be. So I do love your um boost mode. Uh, <laughs> boost someone boost. else on Twitch mentioned that in control theory, we always call that a goose. <laughs> so you a little button, you, you goose it up a little bit. Um. And I think that's very clever. Uh, one of the hard decisions that I had to make was, okay, so you walk up to the thermostat. It still has a knob on it. I put a very nice knob on it. I like my knob. And it's the morning, and I'm a wimp, so I crank it up to 74 degrees. Mm-hmm. How long does it target 74 degrees until mm-hmm. it goes back to taking orders from the internet? Yeah. And I, that was a hard problem. Uh, what I like is the goose mode kind of gets over that because in some respects you say it should hold that temperature for as long as possible, like maybe six hours, maybe a day, who knows, you know, if you go manually set it like that, Mm -hmm. but knowing me, I I have a very short attention span and I was figuring if I, if I need to crank up the temperature or I want to turn it off, I, I think my override, or I set it for one hour only Mm -hmm. So, it almost already is a goose yeah. because even if I go and crank it up to 80 degrees, it, the worst penalty I'm going to pay is one hour of 80 degrees. And then it's going to go back to internet mode. Now, the internet may, the, the server may learn from that data point, but if it's sporadic, then it won't. Yeah, I believe on the, see the, so the Echo B, they
0: also decide to do some things and just not be smart about it and just let you set it. And they just mm-hmm. have a mode that says it's called an override period. And it says, how long do you want the override to be? And we just said two hours.
1: Yeah. So similar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you went with two hours. They went with two hours. You did. You chose that or they chose that two hours. That might've been
0: the default, but we, I may have chosen it.
1: I just felt like if we're
0: turning it on, might as well be for two hours. I don't know. And and you can turn it off too. There's an exit button on the screen too. So like if we're, if, if Heather turns it up at 10 PM, we're getting ready to go mm-hmm. to bed at 11 p.m., I just hit the exit button beforehand.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I would say that I also don't mind the short time because my goal is for it to learn. And yeah. so for me to not have to give it, these are just corrections that I think of as happening while I'm teaching it, and hopefully it'll figure out things from there. I, I should have said I want to be clear because I was having fun deciding, like what should the inputs to the machine learning be? Um, time of day day of week, time, day of year, I decided were the big cyclical numbers that I wanted it to learn from. And I'm hoping from those three cyclic numbers, which I turned into sines and cosines, because I know that makes neural networks learn. And this isn't even a neural network, it just but uh, sines and cosines. If you have anything with an angle, do sine and cosine. Helps machine learning. There you go. Uh, I did all those. And I think that'll be enough. Um, I am interested now in adding the motion sensor data (laughs) to it. But in the end, I'm very happy with the holiday hack because it's actually installed, it's actually working, and I just got to make it a little prettier.
0: Yeah, now the final thing that you could do to really make it smart is you can find out if this this happens. When I lived in Arizona, for example, there was, uh, you know, in normal places i don't know about how normal it is i've only paid for electricity in a few states not hmm. uh, personally and even growing up it would be two states so not that many states that i have paid and had an electric account for but in arizona we had uh, srp was the, the the system there and um i think it was srp and you had the option of like four or five different plans and the one that i went on was the make it as cheap as humanly possible during the day oh, sorry make it as expensive as is humanly possible during the day and as cheap as possible at night. And there are times on it. So the longer it's expensive, the cheaper it is at night. Okay. Uh, because yeah. I was at work all day. I didn't work at home at the time. And in Arizona, your electricity bill in the summer, cause it's about a hundred bazillion degrees can mm-hmm. be 300 to $400 It's very expensive because you're running this AC all the time. So what I would do, I didn't have a smart thermostat yet so this is the other thing too uh that's just on and off is when i would uh leave for work early in the morning it was i think it was from 7 a.m to 7 p.m so 12 hours of the day is very expensive so i would i would literally 7 a.m turn it off done i'd get home probably around five or six o'clock just sit there and sweat for two hours or try to like leave the house. And at seven o'clock it's like, boom, to set it down as low as possible and try to cool it yeah. off, you know? And, and cause the, the difference would be hundreds of dollars. If you did this uh, now where we live, I, there is some flex time, but the echo B you say, here's my provider and it can tap in to say electricity is more expensive right now. So we're going to put it in a echo B plus mode. This is kind of cool. It does ooh. a little learning that says, Hey, right now, electricity normally during the day is more expensive. So instead of, I know you really want it to be 65 degrees, mm-hmm. but what if we make it, this would be during the summer, right? Yeah. So we said, yeah, okay, yeah. you know, you know, 65 is the, maybe we set it to 68 in the summer, I forgot what our cooling setting is. But like, we're going to set it to 71 right now. You know what I mean? We're going to make it be a little bit hotter for the next few hours because it's the, the electricity is more expensive. So I don't know if there's, you know, timing. That could be also another uh, factor variable. In your system, which is like, uh, I know I peaked it here, but maybe the peak should be for thirty minutes, you know, the ducking or whatever, because uh, the electricity is more expensive right now.
1: Okay, I I, I love everything about that. I love the electricity hack. Uh, I will have to call the company. I'm, I'm sure the rates are different depending on the time of day. That's, I yeah. think that's usually standard billing. Uh, I don't know if how big the difference is, but at the same time, I'm going to say I'm I'm hoping that. Um, the thermostat will learn that I don't mind dramatic shifts, like bring the house up to 74 degrees in the morning and then cut it off (laughs) back down (laughs) to 50. Like, I don't care. Uh, uh, sorry. Summertime. uh, I don't have an air conditioner. So this holiday hack will probably only last as long as I have terrible heaters in my house. I would like to upgrade to, um, a heat pump and things like that. Like one for the living room, one for the bedroom, maybe. And then I think I would have to give up and use a off-the-shelf thermostat. <laughs> but as long as I have terrible baseboard heating, I'm going to enjoy my very high-tech solution to an old common problem. I like it.
0: No, this is it's cool because you see all these, you know, gizmos and gadgets and this and that. And I, I actually, you know, yours is. I, I would. I want to see a photo of it. If you have a photo, you get. I message it to me. But the yeah. the cool part is like your website has the data so it's like way faster the echo b is everything is so slow it's just like it's <sighs> the slowest and you're just like i set it on the like it's fast to do on the thermostat itself but if i'm on my phone it's a it's a dog it's just like oh it's oh i gotta set it and wait for a response like, okay come on you know it's it's a little bit less fire and forget which is hard when you have a little slider that you want to adjust you know accurately but anyways this is really cool i'm really excited about it and hopefully we just saved you a bunch of money by setting it to 50 degrees fahrenheit 10 degrees celsius because that's what your website says it is so (laughs) very cool frank i did get to see you build some of this live i didn't get to see the finished product but check out frank on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash frank kruger and you are like every sunday
1: correct yeah i am every sunday except i'm going to be on a little bit of a hiatus as I get fast internet installed. That nice. is the next project. <laughs> yeah, that's a
0: little important. And I am uh, over on the YouTube, youtube.com forward slash James Montemagno and I just did my 2022 year-end review for .dotnet developers. If you want a full breakdown of all my highlights of the year, check out that video. Uh, it's the most recent one that I put out. And of course, I live stream over there on occasion. I don't do it as much anymore, Frank. I'm uh do the videos, but I do like the live streaming. As I miss it. I got to get back well,
1: to it. I, I, I love the live stream chat rooms are the greatest thing ever, but with bad internet, I might do some, uh, YouTube videos instead. Yeah. There you go. Well, welcome
0: everyone to 2023. Uh, let us know what your favorite thing of 2022 was, uh, send us an email, go to MergeConflict.fm. There's a bunch of contact buttons over there. Um, let us know if you uh,
1: want to purchase one of Frank's smart thermostats. I do. Sure. I am Sure. In. <laughs> Maybe I I think I got to make it circular like all the cool people do.
0: No, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'd be cool. Uh I don't know. I I love it. I think it's super neat because you know, most of the time we have it turned to just off. But it would be really nice to be like, hey, this is off all the time or set the target <laughs> to th- oops, sorry. Or set the target to 30, right? I don't need it on ever, right? Cuz it never gets really cold. Yeah. But what if a cold storm does come in like a really big cold front and I'm like, Oh, actually set said it's a 50 just found one of the heaters. So this is like something that I could would find very useful. And I'm, I'm so amazed that you already have this like up and running and it's a real thing in a real house. that is actually kind of terrifying. So I'm not going to lie about that,
1: but you're, you know, electrical engineer. So I trust you. <laughs> i'll admit i'm a little terrified about it too the good news is it's not switching main power it's switching hmm. a lower power dc thing pretty safe and i was only able to do it because i've built a million other devices and had experience building those so had a little bit of confidence but pretty proud of myself too so thank you james i'll take the cup a bit. <laughs> there you go
0: all right everyone well hope everyone had an amazing holiday and a great new year We'll be back next week, just like we have been for the last 385 billion episodes of Merch Conflict. So until then, I'm James Montemagno.
1: And I'm Frank Kruger. Thanks for listening. Peace.